What's going on, my good people? It's me, Koleobasa of thiscoleobasa.com. Did you forget? Welcome to this episode of Dodo Vibes. And as usual, before I start, I must reach out to my sponsors before they flog me with a very big stick. So today's episode is sponsored by Prue Hair and Beauty. It's simple. If you're looking for any hair and beauty products, look nowhere else. I'm not just saying this. These guys are your one-stop shop for hair care, skin care, makeup, even fragrances. Yes, you can get your perfumes and colognes on their website. You know, the other day, um, they sent me their signature product. I woke up in the morning and the postman came and I opened the box and it was uh, Perfectus Oil, which is their... Um, their signature product i swear to god this product is the truth i put that product in my beard every day and boy i see the difference from what i've been using instantly listen i'm not gonna talk too much about perfectus oil you just get yourself a bottle or two and come and thank me later you'll be amazed i promise so go to their website and you'll find things like hair juices, brushes, soaps, makeup, and even scalp massages, y'all. Do you know what a scalp massager is? Well, I didn't till I went to their shop online and then I figured it out. So go to their shop. They got products for men, women, and kids. You know that Perfectus Oil I was talking about earlier? It can be used by men, women, and children because it's a hair reviver, right? Pro Hair and Beauty are based in London and the easiest way to find their products is through their website. So just go to prohairandbeauty.com. So that's Pru, P-R-S-P for Papa. If I need to spell that out, P-R-U-E, hairandbeauty.com, prueherandbeauty.com. They're also happy to answer any questions you might have via WhatsApp. And the number is, if you're dialing from abroad, it's plus four four seven eight five nine double zero three seven zero two. But if you're dialing from the UK, it's simply zero seven eight five nine double zero three seven zero two so visit their shop online or send them a text if you have any inquiries don't forget prueherandbeauty.com right let's get this so george floyd the verdict has been handed down derek chauvin has been found guilty the world is put to right. Happy days, right? Hell no. You think by locking up a white policeman for killing a black man, we can go out and celebrate? Don't be silly. George Floyd happens every day. 
Derek Chauvin is everywhere. And this shit will happen again. Unless, of course, we do what we need to do to make it stop. Some may ask why I'm talking about George Floyd. It happened in faraway America. Listen, George Floyd happens every day. I live in England, right? And I'll be deluded to think racism and police brutality is not a thing here. Racism is very much a thing in the UK. I have been a victim. Look, if you're a black, Asian and any other minority ethnic group, you must have been a victim too. So let's not lie to ourselves that it's better over here than in the States. Do you know how many victims of police brutality and, and, and racism exist today? You think because our police don't carry guns, they're not racist? Please. Every day, a black or Asian man drives in this country and is pulled over by the police, they get nervous. Not to talk of a Nigerian dude with a Nigerian sounding name, Adewale something or Ogunaike something. The minute they pull you over, all kinds of thoughts run through your mind. You know, that one to two minutes they stay in their car before coming over to you, they're busy getting your information. And that one to two minutes might might seem like forever to a black man. See, white people don't understand this. White people feel you simply hand over your driver's license, your car details, and that's it. It's just another conversation to be had. Do you know why people have conversations with the police? What? What are you guys chatting about? I've been in a car with a white friend before and we were pulled over by the cops. And when my friend handed over his license, they started talking. The cop's wife just had a baby girl, chatting, laughing. What black man do you see having a chit chat with the police on the side of the road? Do you know how many times I've been pulled over by the cops? And in that one to two minutes before they leave their car and come to my window, I'm wondering what the hell I must have done wrong. I start sweating like I done stole something. I do a quick mental calculation. My driver's license, check. My car insurance, check. Car brake lights, headlights, whatever, check. So what did I do wrong? That's before they come over to me, you know. Then your mind starts going into overdrive. Did I pay for that drink at the grocery store in 2004? Did I go over the speed limit in 2011? All kinds of shit will go through your mind. Those one to two minutes is the George Floyd moment. Because you never know what the police is bringing. It could be, sir, you change lanes too quickly. Or some more serious, more sinister stuff. You can't tell me as a black man you don't feel that way when you encounter the the police. Why though? Answer me this. You a law-abiding black man or Asian or any other minority and you are stopped by the police. Why do you get nervous and your stomach is doing nuts if you've done nothing wrong? Because you know the situation can turn against you very, very quickly. Don't tell me Judge Floyd happened in the US and we shouldn't worry. Nah, Judge Floyd happens here every day, y'all. Let me tell you a story. So there was once a black man who joined the army and fought for this country in the Falklands War. He joined the army at 16 
and served with the Parachute Regiment. For context, the Parachute Regiment here is in here in Britain is an elite regiment. So you know this guy is as tough as can be. After 21 years in the army, he retired and started working as a computer programmer. One night he went clubbing with his friends and unfortunately got into a fight with another clubber. During the fight, he was punched and knocked to the ground, hitting his head on the pavement. Yeah. He was then taken to the hospital to be treated. After treatment, he was arrested for breach of the peace and taken to a nearby police station. When he left the hospital, he was walking and talking as normal. But when he arrived at the station, he wasn't able to walk anymore. He was actually dragged into the station by the police. His belt was missing, his trousers were around his ankles, and he was missing a tooth. So what happened between the hospital and the police station, y'all? The story continues. A few hours later, he was dead. His body was lying face down, hands coughed behind his back. He had choked in his own blood and vomit. When they examined the CCTV footage of the night he died, it showed him gasping loudly for breath. He was in distress. He was surrounded by a group of wire police officers. They were chatting and laughing. Some officers could be heard saying he was acting, while some were heard making monkey noises. Monkey noises, y'all. Let us sink in for a minute. This dude struggled for breath for 10 minutes before he died. Now think back to George Floyd. Derek Chauvin knelt on George for 9 minutes and 29 seconds. Do you see the similarities between George Floyd and my story? Anyway, my story continues. After 10 minutes when they noticed he'd stopped breathing, they panicked and tried resuscitating him. But it was too late back then. He was gone. This happened on the 31st of March, 1998. And the victim is Christopher Older. Search him up. Remember his name. This happened 23 years before George Floyd here in England. You want to know what's worse? Five police officers were arrested and tried for manslaughter. The case collapsed after the judge ordered the jury to acquit the defendant in all charges. They set them free. They set them free, guys. Now it gets worse. In 2004, four of the officers were granted early retirement on stress-related grounds. They were given large payouts and they also received their pensions. That's not the worst of it, guys. It gets worse. Three years after Christopher died, his family discovered that the body in the grave was not Christopher's. The council had mistakenly released the body of a 77-year-old woman and the family buried it unwittingly. Again, no one was held accountable for that error. I'm not comparing tragedies here, but do you see the agony they put this family through? Do you see it? It's so obvious that Floyd's life didn't matter, just like George Floyd's life didn't matter. 
just like black lives don't matter in some cases in this country. So when some people say all lives matter, I laugh because that statement is funny. I heard a stand-up comedian the other day and he said, saying all lives matter is like if your wife came to you and asks if you love her and you said, baby, I love everybody. I love all God's creatures. I don't think anybody has ever said all lives don't matter. What we're saying is black lives matter too. All right, let me put it this way for easy understanding. All lives matter, including black lives too. Comprende? Agabish? Listen, 1,700 black people have died in the UK police custody since 1990, according to the BBC. You know what that means? That's 8% of the total deaths in, in, in UK police custody. But black people are only 3% of the population. That is for a country whose police don't carry guns. Do you understand it now? I'm not saying the police is all bad, y'all. That's not what I'm saying. There are the ones I'll still call when I'm in trouble. But how can I explain the black man's nervousness around them? I should feel safe. I should feel confident around the police. But why am I feeling nervous? Why? How come some black folks have been maltreated or even killed in their custody? These are questions I even ask my police friends. And to be fair, they don't know the answer because they're not like that. But some of their colleagues are. Let me tell you about an officer called Tu Tao. You know, Derek Chauvin was the one convicted now of actually putting his knee on George Floyd's neck, right? But there were other officers involved in that killing. Tu Tao was one of them. He was the geezer that was stood in front of the um, in front of the crowd that was filming um, the the murder live on air. He was standing between the people and the atrocity being committed. Let me tell you, that man is the devil personified. For me, in my eyes, he's the main culprit because he could have stopped Derek Chauvin. He knew what he was doing. You could see it in his eyes. Inhumane is what that guy is. How could he stand there listening to the cries and distress of another man and do nothing? God! Ah! I can't breathe. Please, the knee in my dick. I can't breathe. 
Uh-huh. Bro, get him, get in the car, man. I will. Get him, get in the car. I can't move. I've been waiting the whole day, ah. man. Bro, get him, get in the car. Mama. Get up and get Mama. in the car right. I can't. You can't get y'all the opportunity to get in, bro. I told you you can't win. My knee. You can't My win, neck. man. I'm through. I know you're a nigga. You didn't listen. Uh, that's the fool. My stomach hurts. My neck hurts. Everything hurts. Ah, there's water or something. Please. Please. Ah, I can't breathe. Ah, shut up. Oh, you know, he could have been a hero today. All he needed to do was walk up to Derek and say, come on, man, get up. Or let him sit, sit up. Or come off him, man, whatever. And that shit would have been captured on camera. So even if George dies, which he did, it will be on record that Tu Tao, or whatever his name is, attempted to stop it. I'm no lawyer, but I know that would have bought him some grace in the courts. But instead, he chose to stand there, hands akimbo like a superhero. You're no superhero, dog. You're scum, spurned by the devil, and you'll be punished for it. Only God gives life. And only him can take it away. So they need to throw the whole book at this dude, man. And that's the problem. Far too many atrocities on the black man have gone unpunished. Until that is addressed, black people in the US and all over the world cannot go out celebrating the victory at Derek Chauvin's trial. Let me tell you something. While waiting for the jury to hand down their verdict at Chauvin's trial, I was in conversation with some friends and family from different parts of the world, and we were all nervous. We were all nervous that the jury might hand down a not guilty verdict. Isn't that sad? We saw a murder happen on live TV, people. The whole world saw it. But yet, we were nervous that a white cop who murdered a black man in his custody, in the presence of the whole world, might be acquitted. Still got a long way to go yet. And on that note, I got to bounce as well. So thank you for listening. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all your support. Let's keep this conversation going, people. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, wherever you listen to podcasts, y'all. Appreciate it if you also subscribe to Dodo Vibes on YouTube. So just type Dodo Vibes and then click subscribe. And don't forget to turn the bell on so you can catch all my episodes. Dodo Vibe is also on Facebook. Just type Dodo Vibes Podcast and it will pop right up. Finally, I'm on Instagram as at Kole Obasa Official. Follow me on that too. It's been great chatting with you guys today. Till next time, this is Kole Obasa saying God bless. <laughs>